Good Halloween, everyone. Not happy, good. Before we start tonight, I'd like to start off with a little public service announcement brought to you by the Trevor Tahim Smith Jr. Foundation for a Better Halloween. Michael Myers is not a soundbite, a spin-off, tie-in, some kind of celebrity scandal. Michael Myers is a kill-a-shark in baggy-ass overalls that gets his kicks off of killing everything and everyone that he comes across. It's the best of the worst B-movie breakdown 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 Well, welcome to this uh, somber opening to B-Movie Breakdown this week as truly evil finds its way home. And uh, as it is Halloween, as when you were listening to this, because it's when it will drop, this week we are going to rip apart the movie Halloween Resurrection. Uh, first off, introductions. I'm Corey. I'm DRC. And if this is your first time joining us, uh, B-Movie Breakdown is a weekly podcast where we find humor and enjoyment in low-budget and lesser-known films of the past and <coughs> present. Home of the good, the bad, and truly the what the fuck, especially the ending of this week's movie. Uh, our theme song was provided by Jonathan Mann. Mann spelled with two N's. Find him on YouTube.com slash Song of Dayman. Twitter Song of Dayman. His website is JonathanMann.net. He is a great artist, and he does a song a day, and has been for over a thousand days. It's pretty impressive. I wonder if he has any relation to Amy Mann. Hmm, I have no idea. Probably not. Anyways, uh, we record this from the Three Rivers Art Council facility, and it is located in Minnick, Illinois. They are a nonprofit organization dedicated to the arts in the greater Minnick Shannon area. If you want to donate to the arts, you can go to threeriversarts.org, and there's hyphens between all those words. So, on to Halloween Resurrection. This movie truly buried the franchise. Uh, did the exact opposite of its title. They were, uh, I know, the, um, looking through the production notes, one of the titles was supposed to be Halloween Homecoming. <laughs> and actually, they filmed part of the movie under that title. So there's a title sequence for Halloween Homecoming. There's actually alternate scenes for what would have been Halloween Homecoming with a similar plot, but like an alternate opening and alternate endings. Hmm. So it's yeah. almost like there's like a second movie out there of this. Mm, kind of, sort of. With a different title. You know, I remember first reading about this when it was just, they're just barely kicking it around. I saw it in some magazine. They're like, more horror sequels coming? Question mark. And I think what they called it in whatever magazine I was flipping through in Suncoast at the time, they initially wanted to call it Halloween H2K, even oh, for guys. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, Which I wouldn't have been against that because at the time I was thinking they actually had like two different stories going in the Halloween series. They had... 1, 2, and then 7, which was H2O, because it was kind of its own thing. And then 4, 5, and 6 were their own story, because in those movies, Jamie Lee Curtis's character was already dead, and Michael Myers was pursuing her little, like, 6- or 7-year-old daughter. And so they had this separate storyline going in there, which they completely abandoned to do H2O, which I'm not against, really, but if you're going to do, like, okay, two different universes here going on yeah. now, let's, finish, let's do something and finish off the other one, too. So that's what I was really hoping this movie was going to be, but no. Instead, they had to fuck over Jamie Lee Curtis when the whole reason she came back was so that she could kill Michael Myers once and for all. I thought the I thought 
Wasn't she kind of hesitant to doing H2O in the first place? I don't mm-hmm. remember hearing that when that came out. Yeah, I I saw this documentary on the series, and it, well, it was especially on, on the first one, but it was the whole series, too. And she was saying that somehow they, they tricked her, and she only signed up because she wanted to kill him. And then afterwards, after she signed a thing, oh, there's a clause in the, the movie's story or whatever saying Michael Myers can never be killed. And they're like, well, well what if we just do it where... It looks like he died, and you think he died, and the audience thinks he's dead, and she was just like, fine, fuck it, whatever. <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, I had also read that prior to doing um, the Resurrection movie, they wanted to do a new one, but it was going to be more like Halloween 3. Yeah, where no it was, Michael Myers. With no Michael Myers, uh-huh. which I feel like... Didn't they learn their lesson from the third one? Well, that's what they said. Well, one of the producers on here by the name of Mustafa Akkad, who was <laughs> who was really um, backing this series for a while, he was also one of the producers on Boy Meets World for some reason. <laughs> Interesting connection. He, uh, he wanted to keep this going forever, and he was one of the people that said, no, we have to have Michael Myers in it again. And perhaps another reason that we also didn't get another shitty sequel to this is that unfortunately... He was, what, Syrian, I think, and he was visiting Jordan at the time, and he ended up being killed in some kind of terrorist wow, bombing. Wow, really? Yeah. Oh yeah, that was crap. in the documentary thing that I saw. Oh. You know, I've never seen, I meant, that's what I meant to say before I said the um, thing about them doing three. I've never seen that documentary. I've seen, throughout the re-releases of Friday the 13th, there's like little pieces of a full one on those, mm. and then... They came out with a Nightmare on Elm Street one a while back. It's like yeah. nine hours long. Oh, wow. It's, I don't know, I think it might be that long. It's, it's really long. I have, I downloaded a file of it, and it took literally forever to download. And it was well worth it, because they literally go thoroughly in-depth on every single movie. It's not just the first one, and then they kind of bullshit about the other ones. It's fully in-depth. And they even mentioned some of, like, the uh, homophobic, like, tones... And homoerotic tones in the second one. They even mention that in the oh, yeah. documentary. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they, they said they actually got voted gayest horror movie ever with <laughs> Nightmare on Elm Street 2. But I've never seen that documentary. And I and I have heard of it, and I've seen it floating around. Well, it it's called, a, like, Meyer, Michael Myers. T- and it came out a- shortly yeah. after. I don't uh, know if this was on the documentary channel or if it was on bio, but my mom is, like, all about all these, like, out, reality channels. It didn't come out that long ago. It came out... Um, 25 years after the original, so it's called Halloween 25 Years of Terror, and that was uh, the doc- That's the documentary you're talking about, actually. Oh, three, that's yeah. when they mentioned the Mustafa Akkad guy, uh-huh. and his, uh, yeah, he disagreed that he wanted Michael Myers. But, I mean, like, I feel like they shouldn't even have brought that up in the first place, because I feel after that many movies, you can't, you can't change it. Well, if they wanted to do like a shitty direct-to-video release, where we're just not going to spend any money and yeah. expect to make a bunch of money off of Redbox or whatever. Yeah, that makes sense. But to have that many movies and the, the character's so iconic at this point, to make Halloween and then not have Michael Myers... Yeah, but I, I thought it was be... pretty ridiculous to throw out the whole storyline of 4, 5, and 6. Yeah, oh, I place, definitely so. agree with that. I definitely <laughs> agree to not keep that continuity with... Uh, what was her... Daniel Lewis played the... Little girl, because she ended up I being her name was Jamie, but I could be wrong. You no, know, it was Jamie. It was Jamie, and then Daniel Lu- Daniel Harris is her name. She ended up being in Rob Zombie's movies. Oh, she's not obviously Jamie, but yeah. she's like one of Laurie's friends huh. in the first one and the second. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, so they actually they it says on here that she was considered to play the role of Sarah. 
as like a nod to the other films, uh, but they ended up not going with her for whatever reason. Actually, it says that she was only in four and five. Yeah, no, her character was only in six briefly, and they they had her played by somebody else, and she just got killed right away. But then this is only after she'd been held hostage by a satanic cult or whatever for yeah, some yeah, reason, yeah, yeah. and she I had a baby, that. and then this newborn baby who literally couldn't do anything was Michael's new target. Wasn't Paul? Is that the one Paul Rudd is in? Maybe. Because I know he's in one of them. I haven't seen it in forever. I saw it when is it first came out in theaters in 95. Is that the one that's called The Curse of Michael Myers? Yeah. It doesn't even have a number after yeah. it. It's just like uh-huh. Halloween. At that point, Christmas. I think they're afraid of like, oh, if we have too many numbers behind it, people won't want to watch. So. <laughs> well, and then one more interesting note that this, the trailer for this movie was attached to Jason X hmm. when Jason <laughs> X first came out. So that was, uh, I don't know if that was a mistake. And that one had been done for a while and they were sitting on it. And I think the only reason they pushed it out when they did was because they were finally doing Freddy versus Jason, so let's try to drum up a little more interest for this before it comes out. And that was pretty terrible. That'll probably probably be a movie we do here at one point because it's so awful. Well, Halloween Resurrection, I have never seen until now. Me I've always seen bits and pieces because it's always on AMC when they show all the Halloween movies or whatever, but I've never seen the movie in full. And as a whole, the movie's kind of boring. Until the end. The end is... Well, you know what? The beginning, I thought, was actually good. Yeah, I did like the beginning. So I guess after the very, very beginning, it kind of just slows down. And even when he starts killing, it's kind of still not the greatest. No. But the end, for me, paid off. Because the end is, if you like things that are just so ridiculous in movies, (laughs) and that's what this podcast is definitely all about, this ending is perfect for what we come on here to do. And, I mean, obviously we always talk about spoilers. Our podcasts are fully spoiler-filled, and if you've never seen these movies and It is want 10 to, years old now. Yeah, if you, if you want to see these movies, you know, watch. We encourage you to watch it first and then listen in. But if you don't care and you just want to have a laugh and listen to us talk about it, maybe it'll pique your interest to go watch it afterwards. Do so. But I definitely want to get to the ending of this movie right away. Oh, really? Because... I, my mind is still just blown by it because uh, I feel like we need to build up to this because if they don't even know who's involved in this, though. <laughs> all right, uh, I guess it's. A, I guess it, I guess you're right. But the ending, the ending is just insane, and it, it involves Buster Rhymes, who is in the movie. Who is one? <laughs> Why of the, is he even in this movie? To <laughs> I don't with? even understand. I laughed at his name coming up in the opening credits. I don't know at what point they decided this would be a good idea to start doing this. They started it with Halloween H2O, putting, like, rappers in horror movies, slasher movies, basically. They had LL Cool J in Halloween H2O. He was also in Deep Blue Sea, which I wonder if that was before or after H2O. LL Cool J was in Deep Blue Sea, which isn't really I feel like it was close to the same time, but see, that's different, though, I think. It's Samuel L. Jackson in there, too, so there was already a good amount of, like, ridiculousness in there. Yeah. But anyway, you know, they for something that they wanted to be serious, more or less, we got LL Cool J and H2O and a Buster Rhymes in Resurrection. And then a couple years later, we have Red Man and Seed of Chucky. And, and then, then Exhibit in X-Files 2. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> what's his face? Um, shit. Oh, Ice-T is in Leprechaun in the Hood. Mm. <laughs> right. Oh, my God. I think that was before There's, any of the other there, I think there might have been other rappers in Leprechaun to the Hood, but I didn't know who they were. Yeah. But definitely Ice-T is in Leprechaun in the Hood. <laughs> and then Snoop Dogg made that horror movie. It was like Snoop, Snoop Dogg's 
Hood of Horror or something like that. Right. And he was also in that movie Bones. He was in it. He was the bad guy. He was Bones. It was well, like a vampire like character. Right. But for those movies are like we knew these these are going to be ridiculous in the yeah. first place. Whereas you know taking an established series and let's throw rappers in here. <laughs> yeah. It was honestly a really weird choice to have Buster Rhymes in here. I didn't even realize that Tyra Banks was in this movie. <laughs> I didn't. Those are the only two. Those are the only two really notable people in the movie. There is Jamie Lee Curtis is in the beginning. Yeah. There's also Katie Sackhoff who went on to be Star in the remake of Battlestar Galactica, but her character in here is pretty awful. And the one dude from the American Pie movies is in right. it, and he was in the Rookie of the Year. Yeah. He was the kid uh-huh. in Rookie of the Thomas Year. Thomas Ian Nicholas. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the one kid who plays Miles, or what was his name? Deckard. Deckard. He is in one of the Final Destination movies. It's like the main character, but uh, is like not the first or second one. I think it's like the third or fourth one or something like that. So I mean, there's but other than Buster Rhymes and Tyra Banks and Jimmy the Curse in the beginning, there's not too many recognizable people in this movie. That was the kind of star power behind this thing was Buster Rhymes and Tyra Banks. You know, another issue I had is that they shot it up in Canada again to cut costs when the good people of Haddonfield, Illinois, could have used the press, the money coming into their. <laughs> community filming this new installment in the series and you know what having been to Haddonfield myself when I was down at Illinois State it's not too far from there you know they the people down there are so nice for some reason all the girls are into choking and I don't know why but I just sort of <laughs> give the people what they want oh I've been to Haddonfield University, and I'll tell you, the thing they put the stupid title card in front of in this movie was definitely not Haddonfield University. (laughs) Well, the people of Haddonfield, maybe they're all really angry like Michael Myers is. Because really, this movie, if you take away, because his, you you take away his agenda... Essentially, right in the beginning of the movie. Uh-huh. In the beginning of the movie, he kills Laurie Strode. Finally kills Laurie Strode, the person he's been after forever, after her family, any members of his own family, the Myers family. He So essentially, you assume he's taken out his entire family. So now he has no agenda. Well, she had a son, and so he should have been going yeah. after Josh Yeah, that's right. That's true. They, well, Unless they, he did that off screen, but now what's he going to do? Yeah. So like... And they probably couldn't get Josh Hartnett back. And so, they, so. so then they changed their ideas for the, this movie. Because I'm guaranteed they would have went with that if they could have. I'm surprised they just didn't replace him. You know what I mean? Had him been a different actor. But this movie really, if when, once you take away his agenda, is a movie about a guy in his house and he just wants to be left alone. Really, he just he just wants to be left alone, and he has all these damn kids fucking running around, causing trouble in his fucking house with Busta Rhymes, and he just wants to be left alone. He's forced to live in the basement, or Not underground. Not even the basement. It's like the sewers that he punched a hole through his basement walls to get into. Underground eating rats. For Christ's sake. The guy just wants to be left alone. Yeah, eating rats like, in his sewer. Like, chill with Dennis Leary and Cliff from Cheers eating rat burgers. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And Jack Black. He's, <laughs> a, he's an extra in the Demolition Man. Uh. <laughs> I noticed that a long time ago, we were watching Demolition Man. We're like, holy shit, that's Jack Black in the background. Uh, anyways, but yeah, I just... That, at one point, that's what I thought about in this movie. I'm like, this is just about a guy who... It finally comes home, has completed everything he's wanted to do in his life, in his crazy life, and he just wants to be left alone. And for some reason, nobody can leave him alone. Uh, so, 
in the beginning, it, this movie is a direct sequel to Halloween H2O, so if you've never seen that, it's kind of, it's not really that hard to see this because they tell you what happened at the end of it. Right. And you assume Jamie Lee Curtis killed Michael Myers at the end, but really, he took off, he switched clothes with an EMT and choked him. crushed his larynx so that he couldn't speak. Like, who knew Michael Myers was so damn smart? <laughs> I thought he was just this crazy person. You know, but really, he's a smart, he's a smart, tricky guy who dressed up as an EMT, walked around the crime scene afterwards, apparently without his mask on. And came back to steal the mask. And you'd think that would have been like a hitch in the investigation. Oh, she killed the wrong person, but where'd the mask go? What happened to that? Michael Myers is obviously still on the loose. What are we going to do about that? Nothing, apparently, because it's more important to lock up poor Laurie Strode. <laughs> yeah, because she's so crazy because she killed... She went crazy because she killed a paramedic, like an innocent person, and she thought she killed Michael. So that's why, essentially, she was crazy. Which she's at a, she's at a mental... I don't think she's crazy. She seems pretty stable, and this is my favorite part of the whole movie. Like, she still knows what's up. Yeah. She's just stuck in, like, the world's worst mental institution oh, ever, where nobody gives a fuck about any goddamn thing. Yeah, seriously. The inmates get out and wander around, like, outside the hospital, and nobody thinks a damn thing of it. I was gonna bring that up. It's the savant guy again who likes to walk around spouting facts about serial killers. Oh, what are you doing out again? Let's get you back to yourself. And then the guy goes, who are you tonight? And he's like, John Wayne Gacy. (laughs) So this guy thinks he's like other serial killers as well. So they just let these, like, like, these crazy people walk everywhere. That's literally my next thing was just like, oh yeah, sure they, all these crazy people could, could wear masks and do whatever else and walk around with clown masks on and nobody seems to care. And wouldn't somebody on the security camera see this guy walk out before he scares one of the uh, well, considering guards. they didn't even notice Michael Myers coming through the underground tunnel when they were standing right in front of the goddamn thing. <laughs> Let's see. They were more more concerned with getting snacks out of the machine. Oh, wait. They do see him, but they assume it's the guy again. Did you just put him back in his cell? Yeah, I did. Well, he must be out again. Oh, frick. Oh, wasn't he a, wasn't he a fat guy, too? Yeah. A robot? Yeah. Not a tall, like, l- a tall guy? Tall, Who scary. Looks kinda, tall, scary, kind of built guy in a coveralls? Oh, yeah. Where did he <laughs> find these coveralls in this new mask one okay i have two two the, this movie should have been halloween questions because i have many questions concerning this movie one how does michael find laurie is it some sort of psychic link because they, they they discussed that in the second rob zombie movie but it's never really discussed in many of the other ones see in h2o he'd been apparently trying to find her for forever he finally tracked down the nurse that took care of her or something like that when she was in the hospital in like two and somehow she knew where she was and he like stole that information. <laughs> yeah, from I remember her. that. So that makes sense. Like he he's obviously very withdrawn from the world and he doesn't know what's going Michael on. Myers so was- obviously he just sat around until Google and Wiki showed up <laughs> and just got on the internet. Laurie Strode. Oh, here she is. Dirt 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 dirt. Yeah, uh so it's like Michael Myers, the world's greatest detective. <laughs> He'd been tracking her for 20 years. Uh, okay, that's the first question I have. The second question I have is how is his mask kept so clean? 
Yep. How does he keep... Does he have many of them? Because I'm assuming he's a crazy person who lives in a sewer underneath his house. He probably doesn't have much money, and he probably doesn't have access to many masks. Well, so, considering they know of his exploits in real life, the uh, profit whores are probably putting those things out all over the place, like, oh, get your Michael Myers mask, and he's just like, oh, good for me. Yeah, because, yeah, I mean, his mask was unbelievably clean the entire movie, no matter what... And even despite getting saying. hit in the face, it doesn't even budge. Like, does he just have it, like, melted onto his face like Destro's mask <laughs> from G.I. Joe? Yeah, that's one thing I liked about the um, Rob Zombie ones. <coughs> Rob Zombie ones was, even when he got punched, it would, like, move and, like, be dented and scraped and ripped. And when he went to go find it, when he finds it in the beginning of that one, it's all, like, worn and torn and, and is in no condition, really. And then this, he's just back again, and his mask is just perfectly clean. And <coughs> when, okay, he so he finds Lori in this mental institution, and when he's chasing her down the hall, his hair looks like somebody went with it with a pick. <laughs> like they picked his hair out into an afro. Literally five minutes later, when he's hanging from the rope, it's slicked back like it's supposed to. Fun fact: Buster Rhymes is also the hairstylist on the show. <laughs> Seriously, I was like, why is his hair so weird? And it changed like two or three times when he's in the hospital. I was like, he didn't go through anything for his hair to be this way. Is it because she hit him with a lamp? Well, you know what? He always moves rather slowly, more of like a semi-fast walk. So you know what? That's what he was taking all this extra time to do is keep changing his hair because you know what sometimes you just can't make up your mind but like at first i was i was upset because like how did she already have this trap set for him but then i thought considering the (laughs) shitty shitty security they have at this place she probably knew this was coming from day one where she's obviously able to hide all her pills and stuff shove them in this raggedy and all you know she's just like well i guess i can just get out and do fuck all after lights out (laughs) like sure i'll steal rope and everything else and set up this trap on the roof so i'll be ready when he comes and i thought that was pretty cool like she could Knowing, knowing that she's stuck in this shitty place sucks, but, like, knowing that she also probably just got to take off whenever and, like, spend the nights on the roof and, like, well, fuck, this is my life now. Well, they mentioned she's up on the roof multiple times. And uh, <coughs> then, finally, after, like, almost 25 years, at the, almost, like, it's probably, like, 23, 22 years at this point, he finally kills her. Uh-huh. And I thought it was, like... So dumb that she, like, has to take off the mask. Like, they always have that moment, like, I gotta make sure it's him. I gotta make sure. Well, if you'd been so sure before and something like that happened, I think it just shows that she was not insane. She was definitely still, like, you know, I want to be a good person. I don't want to be like him. Yeah. I don't want to just start killing randomly. Well, he he waves his arms and points uh-huh. at the mask at one point. So why couldn't he just take it off himself if, if, he, was, if he was somebody else? Right. He tries right. to point at the mask yeah. and act like it's not, it's it's like yeah. the janitor or somebody else. <laughs> so why couldn't he just take the damn mask off? Did he staple it to his fucking head? <laughs> Maybe. Who knows? <laughs> and then he then he goes and frames a crazy guy. Well, that, I guess that would be the thing to do. So the more that, smarts of Michael Myers. Since like. <laughs> 
obviously nobody gave a fuck after they found out he was still alive and on the loose after the last movie, so let's just make sure they stay off my trail. Because you know what? I want to be left alone in retirement. Seriously, there's more to my argument that really he just wanted to be left alone. He tries to make sure that people just think he's gone and dead or, you know, whatever. Disappeared, missing, whatever. So he blames, he puts the knife in the crazy person's hand and then the crazy person starts offing facts about all the kills Michael Myers has done, except for he did they leave out four, five, and six. Uh-huh. <laughs> Conveniently. Conveniently, he skips right to 1998. <laughs> he even says he's been missing for 20 years and shows up in 1998. One thing I wanted to know, though, is, okay, he kills her in the very beginning. I, I can't understand... If they're not going to bring her son involved in it, whether you have Josh Hartnett play or not, where were they planning on taking this franchise after this movie? Well, obviously into the shitty, like, Blair witchy, fake reality, ghost hunter genre. Well, they could have they, they could have done, because, like, even the Hellraiser series had done one movie like that, but they kept do, trying different things with all their directed DVD releases because there's so fucking many of them and they're all horrible. Uh, I really don't understand where they were trying to go after. I mean, at the ending, uh, Buster Rhymes, I guess his character could have kept going on and been in the next movie to find Michael Myers. Or, like some horror movies have done, they could have gone to space, I guess. They, <laughs> yes. they could have taken him to space. And it would have made sense. I, I guess. I don't know. I don't know where else you take See, Sarah could have become an astronaut. He could have decided she was a new target. At the last minute, she gets pulled from the mission because she's sick. They throw her stand-in on the mission. He sneaks away in the cargo hold anyway, and now he's killing people. And on it's the all put out by Dangertainment. Yes. <laughs> oh, I remember they did on Mad TV once, they did Apollo the 13th, where Jason stows aboard the, <laughs> the flight there, and he starts killing people when they go to have sex in the back of the shuttle when nobody's watching. <laughs> so then the the Tom Hanks character goes back there and sees two two bodies ripped apart, bloody, floating in zero gravity, and goes, "Houston, we have a problem." <laughs> well, before I mentioned uh, two seconds, I mentioned Dangertainment, and that is the company that Buster Rhymes runs that is putting this whole thing together. And what we're speaking of is in this movie. All the, like, I guess they're college kids, so they're in either the late teens or mid-20s, or early 20s. Taken from bootleg Haddonfield University. Yeah, just so happens to be Haddonfield University, all these people are from. They are all signed up for this reality, online reality thing, uh, kind of like a, what was that show on MTV where they went inside haunted places? Yeah, that was the first the one. I can't remember the name of that thing, but that's where, like, ghost hunters and all that other Yeah, but it was just, from. they put random people in scary places, yeah. and they had to go through them and whatever. It was kind of like that. So they get all these people to volunteer to go into the Myers <coughs> house to do this On Halloween show. night and stream it. Uh, yeah. And... Oh, God. This is why I want to jump all over, because this right here is driving me nuts with this whole streaming thing. Aren't, like, millions of people watching this? Uh, Don't they have at least... Okay, the way the movie makes you feel... One, that are, a lot of people are watching it with, with the way Buster Rhymes' entire Banks act, but then the other point of view is that only the people 
at this Halloween party are watching it. Pretty They're much. the only people in the world that are watching this because why aren't a million people, once they see the murders start happening on the camera, calling 911? I know. There are people that, that believe like those those like fake found footage things they started doing on UPN about like this family that got abducted and wiped out by aliens. Like they did a few of those and tried to pass it off like it was real. Like they had stupid people thinking that was real. So I know people watching this would have like many people would have had to have been, hey, this is real. Yeah, or maybe they're too busy on their palm pilots. Well the like thing Sarah is- in this movie. Thing is, though, they weren't attached to any network, so they were just streaming it from their own thing. So I guess they could have been calling to complain to Tyra Banks, but we know what happened to her. Yeah, but I don't think they would even call to her. They think people would just call, like the one kid did. He called nine one one. I think most people, some people, once they saw real murder started happening, and, and people like that, like, or were they watching? And when she's like, uh, "Deckard, is are you there?" And then he answers, and then she shows it to the camera. Everyone's like, "Oh, this guy's got it." He's got it under control. Well, you know, when she, when he did try to call 911, they're like, is this a joke? Maybe so many other people were calling from, like, out of town. That they're, oh, this has got to be I would think, bullshit. I would think the head and field, like, whatever, would think maybe it's a joke at first because, of, okay, Myers, Halloween. But when a ton of people start calling in from all over the country and stuff like that, I would oh. think it would be some sort of concern. Especially because they had to have, the police had to have known this was going on inside the house because how else would they get permission to do this reality show inside there because the press even knew about it because they show up at the house before never, they even go in. Never underestimate the I don't give a fuck attitude of bitter shitty ass townies. <laughs> College kids getting killed who gives a fuck? I hope they die anyway. It, uh, when they're in the school, what the fuck was with that guy who told the Michael Myers story? He walked in there in Sarah's room, and he's like, "Michael Myers, he killed his family." Oh, he just—you never see this guy again. <laughs> he just walks in her dorm, sniffs her panties. Well, this is this and is then what leaves. This is what we call like pandering to the absolute lowest common denominator. Oh, we need to throw a warning in here to let people know scary shit's gonna happen, even though they know that already. <laughs> so here's a beware, beware. <laughs> It was the shittiest beware, because the guy was like, Yeah. He was like screaming like that for whatever reason. And then faceful. (sighs) Yeah, and he sniffed her panties. I was like, what? She had them hanging on this like thing with her door wide open, so I guess they were bound to get sniffed by somebody. Well, well, you know, in Japan, some people pay top dollar for those. There are women that get paid to literally just wear panties, then give them to this company that sells them in a vending machine, and you pay more money for the length of time that the women have worn them for. (laughs) Well, Sarah could have been all over the market with this one. (laughs) Well, we keep mentioning Sarah. She's one of the main people... Who is involved in this? Uh, she's the new good guy, quote unquote. I which guess she's the shittiest. If she's gonna, if, the, if she's the hero of this movie or hero, heroine or whatever you want to call it, she sucks. She's horrible. She's a, that, this girl is a terrible actress. I'm gonna go with Buster Rhymes being the hero of this movie. <laughs> Not really, because he was basically trying to fuck them all over anyway, like trying to scare them with fake shit before even knowing that you well, know he was scaring them with fake shit. But he was all he was giving everybody a cut of the money that they earned from this. See, I think he only threw that out there to save his own ass afterwards. Like, go along with it now that I've been found out. I'll pay you off. Yeah, maybe. Maybe not. Who knows? Maybe it was in the contract they signed. I have no idea. But. 
Um, Sarah is always talking to this guy, Miles, who has called himself Deckard online. Yeah. So he's like... He's creeping. a college freshman pretending to be a grad student. He's creeping uh, AOL style. And they even mentioned AOL chat rooms in it. <laughs> and yeah, so he's, uh, he's early days of Facebook creeping right here, AOL chat room style. And and instantly, right when I see Busta Rhymes, I'm just like, why Busta Rhymes? Why? And then they pan over, and Tyra Banks is here. I'm yeah. just like, why? Why Tyra Banks? <laughs> I don't understand why they picked these two people to be in this movie. That's like the all they could get. That's like, all right, this is all we can get. We can't get anybody higher up. Nope, not going to happen. Well, you know what? We should start in already with Busta's classic soliloquies here. <laughs> because when he, he gets all the kids together for like a preliminary meeting to discuss what they're going to be doing, show them the camera equipment they're going to be wearing, and then Sarah shows up at his motel room to try to back out of it because she has a bad feeling about it already after creepy panty guy warns her. So <laughs> he his attempt to dissuade her is... <clears throat> Just sleep on it, all right? Like, no, I'm I'm not even an actress or anything. He goes, hey, listen, when it's all said and done, at the end of the day, you'll be surprised with how much you surprise yourself. Like, he just <laughs> wanted to throw, like, every, like, uh, overused cliche from, like, sports reporting, except he missed uh, the, er, uh, they just wanted it more. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one thing I thought was weird that he did, when they're doing this, the, like, pre-interview things for everybody on the... Thing. And everyone's like, the one guy's getting really dark and twisted about mur- everybody's a murderer on the inside and all this shit. They go to Sarah and something falls in the background and she lets out this insane scream, <laughs> which she couldn't scream. The actress they hired couldn't scream at all. They had to ADR all her screams in later on. She screams at the top of her lungs <coughs> It pans over to Buster Rhymes and he's basically coming in his pants <laughs> over her scream. Yeah. That's exactly what his facial expression was. He was coming in his pants over her scream and I was just like, holy shit, Buster Rhymes is the best actor in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> so when they go to the house, everybody starts putting on their cameras. It's like these little like headset cameras. Oh, well, wait. And start pointing them all at their boobs. Just before that, I noticed earlier on like the shitty product placement in the mental hospital. Oh, there's a Pepsi machine. The guy when they're getting out of the Pepsi, car, yes. he goes, I got one word for you. Product placement. Like, we could all be drinking Pepsi or smoking something. And like, oh my God, seriously? <laughs> seriously? It was, it was fine that the Pepsi machine was there. Because I, I I don't mind when products are in movies because it makes it feel more realistic. Like, okay, um, yeah, if I go to the bar, I'm going to be drinking a Miller Lite. I'm not going to be drinking beer brand beer. Right, but to just, to, like, to throw call it out, out yeah, and be that on the out. nose with it, like, really? It's like when they started doing it, like, some of the, the early days of FX's serious dramas. Like, uh, there was a second season episode of Nip Tuck. Like, ooh, tonight's presentation is brought to you by XM Satellite Radio. It's so it yeah. starts off with Dr. Troy with his his uh, new blind girlfriend sitting in his car. He's like, hold on, i got to pop into the office. Here, just sit and relax and, and listen to my XM satellite radio. Like, really? <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, they might as well have been like, Pepsi, the next generation. <laughs> or something like, Pepsi. Or, Pepsi, gotta have it. Yeah, like, some stupid bullshit. They might, have, they might as well just <laughs> thrown that out there, because that was so ridiculous. But yeah, when they're putting on the cameras on that here guys why don't you 
drink this and maybe he'll win some Pepsi stuff. Remember when they had the Pepsi points and you could uh, you know, Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I ended up getting enough to get a sweet SCD case. It was a big SCD case. And I think I still have it. It has the fucking Pepsi logo on it and shit. Uh, but yeah, when they're putting out all the cameras, every girl has to point their camera down into their boobs for at least oh, yeah. five seconds, if not longer. Boob cam. And then, uh, what's her name? Was it Donna was the blonde one? Like, the dumb slutty one? She's like, cameras are so phallic. How? How are cameras <laughs> phallic? <laughs> Those cameras, because they were round and they could suck on them, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I get to suck on my camera. I don't know. I found it just as weird as you did. So, right off the bat, this movie's banking off of Blair Witch. Blair Witch, it came out. Which had already this. been proven to be a failure because they tried doing a sequel and it sucked. And, it, and well, I thought it was all right, but it did poorly. They had also claimed they were going to do a prequel, but after the sequel tanked, they just abandoned all plans <laughs> yeah. for anything else with it. So Blair Witch Jump formula ship, obviously ship. isn't working. Let's do it in Halloween to try to resurrect the franchise. Yeah, but this was way before you got all your paranormal whatever crap. And this wasn't really a found footage movie. Uh, they could have played it off as one that nowadays they definitely could do that. I really hope they don't end up doing this with the Halloween And it's going to be in 3D because we had 3D cameras for this doomed outing. Yeah, they've already planned on doing another Halloween and in 3D, but who knows what they're going to... I don't know what they're going to do with it because Rob Zombie wants nothing to do with it, and his kind of can be left alone at the end. The ending of the movie can be, okay, it's closed. The ending of the second one, it's done, it's closed, no more, these two movies. And I really don't think they could make a movie based off what he did without him having to do it, and he's done. He's nothing to do with it anymore. He barely wanted to do the second one to begin with until they just let him have completely free reign over the entire thing. But So I don't know what they're going to do with the new one. I get... I I don't think they'll do origin again. I think they'll just be like, okay, everybody knows Michael Myers. He's going to be out there killing. And I don't know. Who knows? Who knows what they're going to do? But anyway, they start checking out the house before the sun goes down. And the black guy whose name I can't remember, the kid, the student, he's a... He is a culinary major, I guess. So he's like, uh, oh, man, this place is always like, I bet it has a nice big old kitchen. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so then he decides to go back there, and their first clue that something's wrong is they look through the old spice rack, and they find fresh spices in it, because apparently Michael Myers likes fresh fennel with his rat burgers. <laughs> yeah, seriously. That guy's name was Rudy Grimes. Okay. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, one, the one guy, Jim, who was like, the badass kind of dude who was like kind of dark and kind of... It kind of looked like Hyde from that 70s show, yeah, but did. it wasn't him. He did. I loved his quote to the one girl, Donna. He goes, Donna, great, you have great legs. Nice legs. When do they open? And he goes, 1 p.m.? <laughs> that was kind of weird. Why did he give a time? I was like, okay, your joke was kind of corny and funny, but then you added a time on the end, and it made it really weird. Like, I'm waiting till 1 o'clock, Donna. Yeah, like, I don't want to be a slut, you know, you gotta wait until at least after lunch before you start fucking. Isn't it weird that the Hyde character said it to Donna? Oh! Oh, oh. <laughs> oh commentary on a sitcom. <laughs> and then they go back to this uh, Deckard guy who was at this house party dressed up as John Travolta from Pulp Fiction, and instead of just enjoying the party, he decides to creep around this random person's house who he's never been to, because you know that's what everybody does when you're at somebody's house. Some people do do that. You just creep around and then go in on the computer. 
Well, because they you didn't have all the fantastic iPhones and other devices like we do now. So, like, well, I got to go and get with my uh, creepy texting girlfriend who I've lied to about who I am and don't even have a real relationship with. <laughs> That's what I mean, though. And then he goes. Rather than have fun at a real party and drink and maybe get laid, I'm going to, you know, just, just sit here and text my girlfriend, my <laughs> fake girlfriend, who's not even really my girlfriend. And they never meet. Yep. <laughs> they never meet. I, and you know I've what? I'm thinking at the end he was going to come in at some point and they were going to meet. <laughs> you know what? And it never happens. You know what? Afterwards, I'm sure they do set up a meeting and she finds out he was lying to her and she wants nothing to do with him. You it, saved my life and all, but fuck you, you liar. I, I feel like there was no reason to have that whole side story with Deckard watching nope. the thing at the party except for her, for him to text her See, or Palm Pilot or whatever. Right. But like anybody could have been doing that. I feel like that could have been a thing. Like, oh, text the people you're talking to and like, oh, show me this part of the house or something. How she they could have had anybody doing that. Was Sarah now a rich kid because she was the only one with a Palm Pilot? Um, maybe, maybe not. I don't know if you have to be rich necessarily. I think she's just more like a modern chick now. Or like, once just she thinks everybody else is dead, so then, and only then, does she start, Jackard, are you there? Like, typical chick, texting in the middle of somebody <laughs> trying to kill her. Yeah, so he just uses that, that <laughs> those other people's computer, they have this sweet, like, flat screen setup on the, mm-hmm. on the side of the thing, so everybody just ends up joining in, after one couple who's trying to bang in the room. Yeah, they literally just, like, fall back onto the desk and just like, oh, yeah, what are you doing here? Oh, I'm streaming this stupid, shitty yeah, he goes, <laughs> fake reality goes, what thing. what are you doing here? And the dude who's trying to make out with her goes, pervert. He was in the room first. How is he a pervert? But then, like, oh, I want to have drunk sex. No, I'm going to abandon all that and just watch this shitty internet streaming thing, which at that point they had no idea there was going to be real well, they're all from Haddonfield, so they're all interested in the Myers house. <sighs> well, I guess. But still, I if it were me, I'd rather put it in there and then come back afterwards. <laughs> Kids don't have their priorities straight these days. Well, at one point in this movie, we definitely learned that Michael Myers wants boobs. Mm-hmm. Because he's watching the one girl flash the one guy. Yeah, the one guy is trying to convince uh, Donna to show her tits to the camera because that'll start her career. Like, no, that will end it. you got to start out, get people to know you, make them want it. And then maybe show something, if you even do, but no. So she decides to start to take her top off while Michael Myers is creeping in the background. She shows her black bra underneath and he's just standing there staring. I just imagine him like beating it like eh, eh, eh. <laughs> Yeah, it almost And then once she uh, once she stops and like starts to put her clothes back on, like he just backs off and like, oh, maybe later. Makes me think of there was that one horror movie and it would be good for this as well, a Sino Evil with Kane in it. From oh. WWE. And in the movie, there's a scene where Kane, um, there's a girl in a cage and he masturbates onto her. <laughs> really? I swear. They did that in a WWF movie? Oh my God. And that was the first movie they ever produced that was like their movie. <laughs> oh you know my God. Mean? It was like, oh, because they, like, they had produced like Scorpion King or whatever, but it wasn't right. their movie. And so they had See No Evil, this rated R horror movie starring Kane as this like, really messed up dude. And I remember the press release for that like oh we're looking to create a franchise character in the vein of Halloween and Nightmare on Elm Street which obviously didn't take off. Oh no he just has this like chain and he like whips it as a hook on the end and he's like throwing it everywhere but at one point he literally masturbates on this girl that's inside of a cage. Wow! <laughs> 
kind of want to see this now because it sounds like it's a late train wreck. <laughs> the movie is hilarious. At one point, there's like, uh, so I'll just spoil the movie. Whatever. He gets like a pipe in his eye. This girl shoves a pipe in his eye. That's because they're in this, they're in this big building where he like has been residing for however long. And she shoves a pipe in his eye, and they shove him out the window. And so he falls out the window, hitting every like a balcony and everything on the way down. And when he's when he's and the pipe falls out of his eye, so there's a big hole in his head, and he's dead, laying on the ground, and. A dog walks by and pisses into his eye or in a hole in his eye. <laughs> I swear. Let's happens. make sure the dog has AIDS. He'll die all slow like. <laughs> well, once they're in the house, the obvious happens. He starts picking people off one by one. It's your very typical. Well, actually, he manages to kill the guy setting up the cameras before yeah. shit's even Tripod done. Tripod death. And Ty- Tyra Banks manages to just completely not give a fuck at all and also be as incompetent as the security people at the mental hospital. Or he gets killed on camera, but she's too busy making her seven-layer coffee. The one kill was kind of cool when he busted through the mirror. And stabbed that dude in the head. Right. That was probably my favorite kill of the whole movie. But I really wish they would have kept his character around more because yeah. he was actually kind of entertaining. Yeah. But yeah, he busts through the mirror and stabs the guy in the fucking head. I was like, whoa. That was probably my favorite kill throughout the whole movie. Um, and then at one point, Buster Rhymes, we mentioned it earlier, Buster Rhymes is dressed up as Michael Myers. Trying to scare the kids. It's so obvious that it's Buster Rhymes, even when he's walking through the house and they're just showing him because his hands are black. <laughs> he's a black guy. It's clearly a black guy. It's clearly not a white guy. And Michael Myers is white. Unless all along the tail got twisted and he was really just a black guy and Laurie Strode was just some black chick. Are, but, are you racist, Corey? You can't have black Santa. You can't have black Tooth Fairy. You can't have a black Michael Myers. Is that it? No, I think having a black Michael Myers, Michael Myers would be racist. Oh, the black guys always got to be killing people. <laughs> <laughs> There's no winning in these movies, is there? <laughs> well, and then not only does is he obviously black, you can tell by his hands, his mask looks shittier. It's clearly like a uh, Halloween store knockoff version of his mask because it looks like shit. The mouth looked like shit. The hair looked like didn't, it didn't even match when they went face to face. They it almost didn't even look alike. Like it obviously did, but you could tell the differences between them when they were face to face in there. And then he goes on and starts lecturing Michael Myers for about like five minutes. Well, Michael Myers is creeping up on him, and he turns around and sees him and thinks it's the the camera guy that got killed that they don't know about. But instead of just telling and him then, to go on his way and turning around and doing his business, he sits there and yells at him for at least like five minutes, and, and not mo- forever. More unbelievably than all this, Michael Myers just sits there, takes it, then listens to him and goes off in another direction. Like, yeah, look, I thought get to stuff. <laughs> Yeah, it was so ridiculous. And uh, the only time there's boobs in the whole movie uh, is when the girl and the guy are banging downstairs. They're about to bang, and the fake bodies fall onto him. Well, wait, wait. Okay, the Hyde guy, he's trying to seduce the the red-haired chick, and she's... Who was named Donna? Red-haired Donna Hyde. Anyway, so he's trying to to get in her pants, and she's just like, you know, like, oh, well, 
blah, 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 like humanities majors don't give it up that easy. I'm like, yeah, they do. So like five <laughs> minutes later, they're about to go at it. And he's starting to take her bra off. I'm like, oh, good, can we get some titties? Then they cut to the shitty, grainy camera footage. And the most you get to see is like, you know, a couple little flashes well, on there. Back on. I know, but like, I was like, damn it, I want to see some real titties, not the shitty Blair Witch crap, which they dropped the camera at the exact angle at the end of Blair yeah. Witch. Like, haha, aren't we clever? Yeah. And, and then you, she, you, she, you do get a little flash of them when she puts her shirt back on, but it's still like, if you're going to have titties, why not show them full view <laughs> instead of this crappy little, oh, here's a little peek here and there, piece it together for yourself. Well, the, she's the one that discovers his, like, lair, and she ends up getting killed down there. Well, they discover a fake lair planted by Busta and Tyra first, and then once they realize it's fake because the severed arm says made in Taiwan, <laughs> they decide, like, oh, fuck this. Like, you know, once you know, like, the danger's gone, you think they'd still want to have sex, but once again, no, no, I'm just not in the mood anymore, girl. And I like how they had to have, like, they just had to have, like, somebody, like, getting high in this for no reason whatsoever. <laughs> oh, yeah, they know they're being streamed all over national TV, so smoke pot on camera where the cops can fucking arrest well, me for well, this they, easily? They never even played with it, that's my complaint, they never even played with the whole angle, like, oh, they're high, oh, it's not really <laughs> Michael Myers there, we're just so high, you know what I mean? No, they nah. just show these two people ripping a bong for no apparent reason, just to have them ripping a bong. <laughs> it's just like, okay, these two are just fucking getting high for whatever reason. And then... That's when Buster Rhymes explains the whole money thing. He's all about money. He's all about the fucking Dallas. Well, they get attacked by or scared by fake Michael, who they then kick his ass only to find out it's Busta. Who well, has some he... sort of control in his pocket to yeah. turn off all the cameras because they don't show him pointing at anything. Right. And Tyra's dead already. They're like, oh, what's up with the blackout? Oh, who knows? But they were just fighting Michael Myers and now he's gone. What the fuck? Yeah, nobody cared about it. But Michael Myers' butcher knife, which he's probably had for going on 20 something years now or he's well he's at least used it quite a few times since then or if it's a newer one he's used it since then as well he's so damn sharp that it can cut a girl's head clear off oh yeah he he just effortlessly decapitates uh the blonde girl with like one stroke with this butcher knife yeah it must have been a ginsu (laughs) (laughs) yeah that that bothered me because i mean in in any of the movies i don't think he ever really killed anybody that way where he was just chopping things off like machete jason style this is another ridiculous angle to this movie is they just decided to make him like superhuman jason from the last few friday 13th movies yeah or like he decapitates a girl with one stroke at least jason was struck by lightning from the grave and brought him to life and maybe the Lightning gave him superhuman strength. Or then he like picks up the one guy and just like grabs him by the head. head and crushes his head in his hands. Yeah, that's one thing I always liked about the zombie ones is anytime he was killing anybody, it was always like very realistic. Like the one guy in the second one, he cuts the guy's head off with a shard of glass, and they just show him like cutting and cutting and cutting, oh. and, cutting oh, wow. and cutting and cutting, like you would really have to do if you cut somebody's head off with a shard of glass. This must be for the space dicks crowd that watched all those Middle Eastern decapitation videos <laughs> of the butter knife. Because <laughs> the that the second Halloween, a lot of people don't like it. I really liked it. I I liked both of them. I like the second one. The second one is probably as far as a major release movie the most one of the most violent movies I've ever seen in the theater I don't think I've ever seen a movie that violent and that realistically violent in the, in the theaters because it's just so unbelievably brutal uh, but we'll back to this where it's not very brutal because he's just slicing and dicing like no other like he has the sharpest katana like from <laughs> Kill Bill 
handle yep. Hattori Hanzo's sword running around <laughs> and he squeezes people's heads, fights a guy with dual knives, and stabs him up against a door. That's, mm-hmm. the, he, that's when he kills the one black dude. At this point, I, cu- I couldn't remember if Tyra was dead or not because I don't think they showed her. No, they blood. didn't show her. So like, I was like, but wasn't I was like, but isn't Tyra alive watching all these murders happen? I was really confused. I just had to assume that, like, you know what I mean? Like, she was dead. Right. And then it just so happens that Sarah brought her little palm pilot with her. Had she not, she would have just fucking died. Well, like, I love love the first advice that Decker gives her is, he's coming up the stairs, get out the window. Like, any person with half a brain cell wouldn't have been able to figure that out themselves anyway. Try to get out through the window. Why didn't she climb down the house or something then? Instead, she goes up the roof. She was looking at jumping off, and they said, the crowd screaming, no, it's too high. Like, really? You're afraid to take a jump off the roof when you know you're going to die for sure if you go back in there And she could have jumped down the van that was producing the thing. The van could have been a little bit higher. Yep. She could, it was close. They even showed but it in her view. We gotta make this more difficult and give Busta his moment to shine. Oh, yes. This is the part I want to talk about all along. Busta Rhymes versus Michael Myers. He doesn't bother to show up until everybody else is dead and he grabs her aside. He's just like, oh my god, everybody's dead. <laughs> and she's just like, oh. He's just like, alright, listen. We gotta get the fuck out of here. Really? Really? <laughs> so well, let's go through the front fucking door. Don't you have a fucking key to it at least or something? Yeah, you'd think the guy in charge of this would be able to let himself out, but no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but wait, he could just go through the door because he well, was He mentioned it. earlier that the back was unlocked, but then maybe Michael found a way to block it. Yeah, I don't know. Well, anyways, we get to Buster Rhymes with Michael Myers, which is fucking incredible <laughs> and insane. This the this the whole point of the where everything's kind of boring and slow, and the kills are whatever your very typical things. When Buster Rhymes busts out kung fu karate skills on Michael mm-hmm. Myers, it is hilarious. He's, yeah, he's even doing the Bruce Lee noises like. Whoa! And he's like doing like the crane and like all yeah. this other shit. So you want to be on Dangertainment? Let's see what you got. Yeah. I was just like, how does he know? Why does he know karate? Why so then, does his character know karate? So rather than wait, go wait. and... <laughs> Prior to this, I just remember this, he's in his hotel room early on playing Street Fighter. So he Maybe. learned from Chun-Li. He, le- he learned from Chun-Li because he was all about Chun-Li. I wish he would have started kicking his leg really fast and his leg started on really? fire as he started kicking. But, but... <laughs> I love how rather than kill him like he did with everybody else, Michael just grabs him and throws him across the room yeah, he like and goes after the chick. The what insanely. self-respecting slasher saves the black guy for last? <laughs> He's always supposed to die first. So then to get well, his attention... Well, he one black guy. Right, but to get his attention, get him back. Michael, come see me, fucker. <laughs> and then Buster Rhymes got stabbed and I was so sad because I literally thought he was that was the end. Oh um, no, I saw it go in his shoulder. Like it's near the heart, but it's probably not in the heart. I knew he was going to come back. And then, then yeah, once he was stabbed, I was like, I feel there's no real hero here. <laughs> Sarah just sucks so much that she can't be the hero of this movie because when she was getting hit and when we were discussing earlier, when she's getting hit and when she's falling down, she's like, "Ow! Ah!" Exactly. Oh. She manages to like get back in to his tunnels and then pop out in the garage which is also miraculously locked except for the front door which Michael is then right and at. Especially at but this- then he hits her a couple of times and she literally just goes ah! And she like tries to hit him with something and to like let out her like you know instead of like Ugh! or she's like ah! <laughs> yeah. And um 
At this is especially at this point, I was just like, why are more people calling in nine one one and like reporting these murders? Because clearly everyone's dead now. Clearly they're fighting this guy on camera, and it's not fake because people are being stabbed. On and they camera. still cut to all the live feeds from the people that are dead, and you just like see their dead faces on camera. So just as when you think Bust Rhymes is dead, Sarah ends up um, cutting through wires with a chainsaw. And yes, this chainsaw that must have been here for like 20 plus years and is somehow in perfect working order, at least fit first. <laughs> yeah, and then she cuts through the wires, which sparks and hits gasoline that was apparently spilled on the ground. It spilled out of a little lawnmower she threw on top of the tunnel entrance, which it was, oh, yeah, that's right. it was only a little trickle that came out of it. God knows that was enough to yeah. set off the whole blaze. So the whole house started on fire. No, just the garage. The house oh, is yeah. still standing. Yeah. The garage is on fire, and lo and behold, Buster Rhymes is back. Yeah. And he's like, get out of the way or whatever. He pops back in. He goes, trick or treat, motherfucker. Yeah. I, I could, and then, seriously couldn't stop laughing when he said trick or treat, <laughs> motherfucker. And then Michael, Michael Myers... grabs a, whatever weapon he had out of his hand, and then he must have caught the bad acting bug from Sarah because he just goes, no. <laughs> <laughs> And then Michael Myers punches him, which is kind of out of character. Yeah. And he goes flying across the room from a punch by Michael Myers. Yeah. And hits the wall. And then Buster Rhymes gets back up. And what was the line he said then? Do you have it written down? Because I don't have he, it. He somehow manages. He looks like he's about to lose consciousness, but then somehow knows, despite... Well, I guess maybe he set the shit up. He grabs, like, some kind of major electrical cable that was, like, hooked up to the camera shit, rips it out, and, like, electrocutes him in the junk, and then he starts to fall back onto the wires, which were cut already and shouldn't have been a thing, and starts frying more and sets the fire off more, and he just goes, burn, motherfucker, burn. <laughs> and on the way out with Sarah, he goes, hey, Mikey, happy fucking Halloween. Yes, that was the line that I wanted. Yes, happy fucking Halloween. So, once they, like, electrocute and burn Michael Myers through via his dick, oh. they, <laughs> they cut back, and at first I thought, like, oh, this is shitty, this is definitely not the house, and then I saw it was just the garage that burned down because it was so tiny, yeah. the frame that was left, the house is still standing. Yeah, so, oh, now all the police and reporters mm -hmm. and firefighters and trucks, how did they even show up? They finally listened to the plethora of people calling in for 911? Because I don't understand why else they showed up. I guess. Other but than Buster Rhymes maybe called him. But for what? Nobody seemed to have any cell phones. She had a Palm Pilot. That was about it. So then that's when he goes on his whole tie rant to the report. Wait, 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 wait. First... First, Sarah gets a text from Deckard, who couldn't see her because there are no cameras in the garage. He finally goes, you're alive. I can see you on the news. Like, oh, okay. So then immediately the, the reporters get in her face, and they're like, uh, so, Sarah, how do you feel now that it's over? And she just looks at him and goes, what makes you so sure it's over? Like, okay, thank you, sequel whore. <laughs> yeah. And then when when he when she gets that message, the I am from him saying, like, oh, you're alive, she go, gets his face on as if he's, like, standing in front of her. So I thought uh -huh. that was what they were finally going to meet outside the house. Like, he was going to be there and, like, hug That would have so. made sense, but no, he's got to keep being the little beta bitch that he is. Yeah. And still keep hiding behind his, his lie and his screen name. Yeah. Well, he's out partying still with all his friends, and they're all celebrating that he saved the day. Well, if he were any kind of a man, like, you just 
saved her life. You got a good shot of getting in them panties now, but no, I'm just going to hide at the party. Well, what if she doesn't like me, guys? I don't know. Yeah, so Buster gives his whole speech about the <laughs> killer shark and baggy overalls. Oh, first of all, first of all, he like acts like everything that happened was the news people's fault and yeah. not his. Oh, like, well, excuse me, no more cameras. Danger Tainment is off the air. Show some respect. And he makes a comment about like spin-offs and reality yeah. TV and like it's all, it's all so the whole movie is supposed to be this message <coughs> message that reality TV is bad. But well, his character is the one that set it all up. So did he learn the lesson that he shouldn't have done this in the first place? And all reality TV is bad. No, because obviously look what happened, and I feel like he'll still be doing it, because now he'll get some money off that, and they'll probably put him in charge of one of those shitty Ghost Hunters shows. <laughs> oh, this guy saw some real shit, so man. So she, she wants to see the mask, or she wants to see Michael before they take his body away, and they lift up the thing, and the, like, the mask is all melted towards the head and whatever. Uh, so he's like, what does he say? He about? goes, you're looking a little crispy over there, yeah. Mikey, like some chicken fried motherfucker. Well, may he never... Ever rest in peace. And then just walk and away. And that's what brought him back. It was the curse of the black man. <laughs> it was it was because he had too much fried chicken. Why did he have to say something about I know! <laughs> they wrote this. They knew this. And he agreed to deliver these lines. Why? <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to say this overly racist thing. Very stereotypical. So Michael's body is in the coroner's office at the end. And oh, like they always end, the lady's about to go like she lifts up, she unzips a bag and is about to like start embalming him or something like that. Try to take his mask off, only to see yeah. it's like melted to his face. And then all of a sudden, his eyes open up. And then she screams, and it's the end, but not really, but really, because <laughs> they did finally had the sense to stop. So Halloween Resurrection buried the series. The, they shouldn't have called it that whatsoever. Because it definitely, unlike naming the final chapter, the it's like the opposite of Friday the Thirteenth. They named number four the final chapter, and then they're making like four more. And in this one, they named the last one Resurrection, and never made another one until they remade it years later. So yeah, this movie it was it was bad. It was boring in the in the middle. The beginning, I I enjoyed being a fan of Halloween. The end I liked because it was so over the top. <laughs> because of him fighting my, uh, Michael Myers. If, if, if Buster Rhymes had just Oh, died, I loved how Buster... We forgot to mention this. Buster Rhymes actually, like, somehow, like, judo kicks Michael Myers through a boarded-up window that oh, somehow yeah, nobody oh, yeah. could break out of before. And then he ends up hanging by, like, a phone cord or something. Which, for whatever reason, Sarah decided to wrap around his neck. Like, it was, like, the weakest form of, of yeah. com combating this guy. He was, like, like the most oh. superhuman killer ever, but this tiny little phone cord? No, this will do him in. Yeah, I'm gonna go grab I can strangle him with this. Yeah, she jumps <laughs> on his back and it basically only sets up for him to hang for a few minutes. Uh... Yeah, this movie it, it was it was obvious why they stopped doing it. I I because I just don't know where they would have went after this. I I can't. At least a lot of the Friday Thirteenth and Nightmare on Elm Streets, there was some sort of continuity. Like even with the f f um, four, five, and six of this, there was continuity with the characters and things like that. So there was some some sort of reasoning behind it. And at this point. If they wanted to make a sequel, I don't know where they would have went because they left they they left it open that he's alive. 
Okay, so what? Is he going to go after Buster Rhymes now? Sarah Deckard? Because he was helping out. Buster, uh, Michael Myers gets a fucking Palm Pilot now in this sequel. Or he has like some... He's a fucking Nextel two-way, I guess, at this point. And he's a fucking two-way Deckard or something. I don't know. I guess they could have went into space. I think that would have been horrible, obviously, just like Jason X was. Just like Leprechaun 4 was. You know what? I think they need to really double down on the ridiculousness and do Michael Myers back in a medieval fantasy universe. Oh, my God. It was, uh, a friend of ours, he has a rule where he hates uh, third movies and he hates movies that takes place in the desert and he hates movies that take that uh that have time travel that have time travel out of when, nowhere when it wasn't previously involved and this way he would have hated that because that would have been Halloween 9 and like <laughs> Jay, or Michael it's the third movie times 3 <laughs> Halloween 9 Michael goes medieval <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they would have. I feel like that would have been a great opening. Buster Rhymes has his new either time travel machine or like alternate universe multiverse travel thing, and then he ends up going to God knows where with Michael. (laughs) (laughs) So it's hey Mikey, we ain't in Kansas no fucking mo. So now you're. So now it seems like you're crossing Army of Darkness with the Martin Lawrence movie Black Knight. You know what? Why not? <laughs> or we could do even better and put Michael Myers in the next Big Mama's house. <laughs> That's or, Martin Lawrence's new objective, capture Michael Myers. Or and you can only do it as an obese black woman. Maybe if they redo it nowadays, if they redo Halloween again, they can have Tyler Perry direct it and it could be Medea versus Michael. <laughs> <laughs> Medea's unhappy Halloween. <laughs> Well, I always said that Tyler Perry was basically the black Ernest, so it could be Medea scared stupid. Because yeah. <laughs> already did Medea goes to jail, and so then. <laughs> oh my! So yeah, that was Halloween Resurrection and uh, how outrageous it was. Next week for our fourth episode, our movie is going to be the. Let's see what year this was. Nineteen eighty-eight sci-fi. Fantasy film Mac and Me. Now, if you don't know what Mac and Me is, this is available on Netflix. I highly, highly, highly recommend you watch this movie. I remember watching this movie as a kid. I rented this movie many times as a kid. For whatever reason, I liked it. I think because I liked E.T. so much. Yeah, this is just a horrible, shameless attempt to, to piggyback off of E.T.'s popularity. It just falls flat in like every respect. This says this like, is. Like E.T. and possibly. Um, Oh, what was that movie? Fuck. The Johnny Five. Oh, Short Circuit. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, it was definitely banking off of those type of movies of the uh, of the eighties. This actually says that this was it was Jennifer Anderson's debut film as an uncredited extra. Oh, I think her before on- she had her official debut in, in Leprechaun. In Leprechaun. <laughs> yes. Uh, this movie is notorious for its blatant product placements. You mentioned product placements in, in this movie. Uh, I always thought growing up because it was called Mac and Me and Mac was spelled M A C. 
and there's so much McDonald's in this movie. I thought this was a McDonald's movie. <laughs> I would always like I I would always think that it was this was a movie that you could only get at McDonald's <laughs> because I thought they used was, to do shit like that. Yeah, too. seriously, there was like the turtles um, coming out of our shell stuff that the I got Pizza Hut. Pizza Hut. So I thought this was oh this was something that you could only get at McDonald's because there's so much McDonald's. There's Coca Cola, McDonald's, Skittles, and Sears promos throughout this whole fucking movie. Movie. Sears, weird choice to, to end off the promos with. But that's, I mean, this definitely, this movie, there's even, oh, I don't want to ruin it for next week, but there's even a, an amazing scene and Ronald McDonald is in it. So it makes me think even more that McDonald's had something to do with making this movie. I saw this once, but it was back in grade school, and I cannot remember a this goddamn thing. Thirteen million dollar movie that only ended up making six million at the box. And this is thirteen million in nineteen eighties money. Yeah, <laughs> so I, it was probably even more now. I, uh, the um, I actually I just was reading the original title for E.T. was called E.T. and Me. <laughs> so I mean, oh my god. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> I cannot wait to watch Mac and Me again. It's been a long time since I watched it. The movie's insane. Uh, the last time I even thought about it was when I saw the movie Paul that came out in 2011 with Simon Pegg and Nick Frost because they make a Mac and Me reference in that movie. He's like, I always believed in aliens ever since I saw Mac and Me. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, next week, make sure to watch Mac and Me. If you uh, if you haven't watched one yet with us, which I hope you have because Troll 2, Killer Clowns are ridiculous, especially Troll 2 <coughs> being the best worst movie of all time. I really hope people have checked that out, but definitely, definitely check out Mac and me, especially if you remember this from your childhood, go back and rewatch this because it is absolutely hilarious. Uh, I think I f- fucking forgot to mention this again in the beginning, which we should always do. Uh, I just need to put this in my live read notes things in the beginning. But you can follow us on Twitter at BMB Podcast. Our website is bmbpodcast.com. You can subscribe on iTunes, which I hope you have already. And please uh, help spread the word about this podcast because we have fun doing it and hopefully you have fun listening to it. You can email us and with any any suggestions for future movies or reviews for movies that we are currently doing at uh, bmbpodcast at gmail.com. You can also leave comments on the website and our Facebook page and uh, send us direct message or uh, at messages on Twitter. We'll take them all and we'll read them and we'll take your consideration. Actually, um, uh, Twitter follower at, I believe it's just at Kevin Miller had mentioned uh, doing Halloween in space. Yes. So he had mentioned that on our Twitter page. So thank you for that uh, input as he saw we were doing this movie in the coming episode. So uh, this has been B-Movie Breakdown. I'm Corey. I'm DRC. And happy Halloween, motherfucker. B-Movie Breakdown is the best of the world.